0: Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion, and you're listening to Internet
1: Radio Network. Hi, Yo monkeys, it's me,
2: TPP, the king of all lot of things, the master of the diamond cutter, the three time, three time, three time world champion. And you, or you monkey, you're lit on the S Network.
0: Stay tuned or you will feel bah! Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash. You're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, this is Olympic Gold Medalist Kurt Angle from PNA. And you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real.
1: This is Heartbreak Kid Sean Michael, Mr. Hall of Fame 2011. And you are listening on SNS Radio Network.
0: Yeah. And I wouldn't want to be here.
1: Hey you listening on the SNS network and that's the bottom line the stone
0: the world is listening this is rob van dam going on? This is Kazarian. And this is the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. This is cowboy, James Storm. And if you don't like that,
2: sorry about your damn luck. This is TNA World Heavyweight Champion, Bobby Roode. Five, four,
3: three,
4: two, one.
0: Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Welcome to TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Here's your host, the outlaw of the IWC.
3: Don't piss me off!
0: The Trey Dog.
4: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to TNA Chat Live over here on the SNS Radio Network. I am the Bronx Father, and we are coming off, of course, TNA Impact from tonight. Interesting show. A lot of things I liked, some things I didn't like. We have a new television champion in Samoa Joe. Yes, that's right, Samoa Joe, the new TV title holder, and uh, hopefully... TNA does the right thing, and Big Man defends every single week. That's the way it should be, and I hope that's what we get. We also got Hulk Hogan and Sting getting ambushed. Hogan told he needs to sign an important document. He and uh, Sting get kidnapped by Aces and Eights, dragged back to their headquarters where we see Joseph Park still tied up. Now, Aces and Aids has a proposition. They say, We'll let you and Sting go, but we're keeping Joseph Park until Bound for Glory. At which time? Two of our toughest guys against two of TNA's toughest guys. If Aces and Eights wins, they're allowed full access to Impact whenever they want. If the guys picked by Sting and Hogan win, then Aces and Eights goes away and leaves everybody alone. So... As was speculated time and time again, this is going to end at Bound for Glory. Now, before I open up the phone lines, because I want your opinions on what happened tonight, of course, I want to play a little audio for you. Now, one of the guys from Aces and Aids, this week's leader who was talking, even without fiddling around, we could, I think, all tell who that was. But what I've done to really cement this home, and all you need is a good ear. If you've been watching wrestling for years, you know this man's voice as well as your own. First, we have what the Aces and Eights member had to say.
0: Hulkster, once again, I don't think you're listening. This is not Hulk and Sting in the ring. This
4: is Hulk watching what happens Okay. Now, unfortunately, I can't do much about the reverb. But if you mess with it, take a listen now. Listen very, very carefully.
0: monster. once again, I don't think you're listening. This is not Hulk and Sting in the ring. This is Hulk watching what
4: happens. Okay. How you doing, Easy ei I'll tell you guys something right now. I may not... My eyes might be fucked up, but my ears I'll put against anyone. That was Eric Bischoff. Now, Something I want to point out, a little comparison. If you guys go back to when somebody was messing with The Undertaker's wife, Sarah, at the time, we, ter- we learned that that person was, in fact, a debuting Diamond Dallas Page. However, when the promos were cut with the distorted voice threatening Taker, I'm telling you guys that was Vince McMahon. I know for sure because I pulled the same tricks. Now, just because Eric might be providing this voice doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be him. Now, I know a lot of people say that doesn't make sense. Well, if you listen, just even unedited, you listen to the annotations. We, we were all talking about it in chat. You can tell who that is for sure. Maybe they purposely made it too obvious. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I don't know what TNA's long-term plans are going to be with Aces and Eights, but one way or another, we're either going to see a lot more of them after Bound for Glory, or we're going to not see them at all. But right now, I don't care about seeing anyone. What I want is to hear from you guys, so I'm going to open up the phone lines, and you call in and tell me what you think about anything TNA-related, Aces and Eights, TNA News, whatever you want to talk about, the phone lines are open now.
0: Call now to talk TNA live. The number to call 501-588-7957. That's 501-588-7957. TNA chat live.
4: All right. So now that the phone lines are open, I want to bring up a topic, something in the news about TNA. And this has got a lot of people talking. Uh, PW Insider reported this, that, TNA is now going to prevent its talent from appearing on other independent promotions if they will be taped for internet pay-per-view or they're going to be released on DVD. Now, according to this, they're not saying you can't wrestle at an independent show, but you just can't do anything to generate money. And I you know, internet pay-per-view, a DVD... I got some thoughts on this. I have some positive thoughts and some negative thoughts. But right now we have a caller on the line. Caller, you're live on TNA Chat Live.
3: What's up, Bronxy?
4: Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, the forty nine percent owner of our network, Mr. J no, no no, no, no,
3: no, the hundred percent owner of the network. <laughs> Fuck that forty nine percent shit.
4: Okay, yeah. She must be sleeping, right?
3: No, no, she's a figurehead, right? You know, she likes to think she's contributing, but I do all the work, so How is she, the boss?
4: Oh, my God, dude. Well, you got to deal with that shit. I'm glad I'm
3: here. (laughs) What's up, man? Man, you know what? I'm not trying to bring this show down, but I got to be real honest, Bronx. I watched TNA tonight for the first time in, I don't know, probably months. And I don't know what was up with the show tonight, but, uh, you know... I keep hearing every week you guys telling me how great the show is. And I, I didn't see it tonight. I, some of the wrestling action was really, was basically horseshit in the ring. Kurt Angle looked like he was fucking stoned. I don't know what happened in that match, but the pacing was all wrong. He was just completely out of it. And it just went downhill from there. I, I don't understand the concept of a title is vacated. And in order to be a part of the title match, You have to barter with Hulk Hogan to get in a title match. That, to me, is the most asinine fucking shit I've ever heard in my life. You couldn't have had a Fatal 4-Way. You couldn't have maybe had a Battle Royal and the winner becomes the champion. I'm a little lost on this. Now, will everybody agree that every time I watch the show, it's like it's an off night for them? Because I didn't see anything that was that great about the show tonight.
4: Well, I mean, I'll agree with you definitely. As far as the TV title situation, that yeah, they they could have handled that better. I'll admit. Um, the thing is, you know, you have a fatal four way. Then everybody bitches that Garrett Bischoff is in it. You know, if, if you would have done that, you, they probably would have people bitching. I think that out of your two suggestions, a battle royal would have been the way to go. I would add a couple guys in there, and you know, just have them fight it out. I will agree with with what you're saying, and also. I mean, I'm, I'm happy that Samoa Joe won the title. He deserves to have a title. But the t- television champion is supposed to be charismatic. He's supposed to be a good talker. Now, Joe is awesome in the ring. But I think for TV presence, I would have picked Anderson to carry that belt. That's just me. That's not a dig on Joe. It's just what I think the television champion should be.
3: Well, now, let me me clarify something. I think I'm I'm okay with Joe being the television champion because Joe is a workhorse in the ring, and Joe is a guy that I think is good on the microphone. I mean, going back and watching his old ROH stuff, um, the guy's good on the mic. I I mean, my biggest problem with Samoa Joe is his fucking wardrobe. I mean, I don't know what's up with this gay-ass gladiator shit that he's wearing. Not that there's anything wrong with gay-ass gladiator shit, mind you, but I don't think it has any place in the wardrobe department in TNA. Uh, I'm just not a big fan of his look. Uh, I'm okay with Joe being the the television champion. But my bitch here is that when you have a title vacated, how do you just automatically say these four guys are up for contention? I mean, that whole locker room should have had a battle royal to start the show off, and whoever won was the television champion, as opposed to, okay, look, Hogan's Dr. Phil, and we got a fucking bitch to him to get a fucking title shot. That was the stupidest shit I have ever seen in my life.
4: Well, like I said, there I I I, I got you. I'm not going to argue that point. I think it would have really made the belt seem a little bit more important, especially now since the belt has been off TV for so long, with all this you know contract shit that's been going on with Devon Hogan. Mentioning at the beginning he wants Devon back real soon. Well, last I had heard, they were doing a little better at the talks, and then all of a sudden I hear it's a stalemate and he's gone. So. They had to do something tonight because they promised us last week they would. But you're right. Uh, maybe they could have went about it a little better. Um, the result was okay. What led up to it was, yeah, I agree. Maybe they were pressed for time. I, I don't know.
3: Well, like I said, I just thought it was, it was a pretty ridiculous and dumb idea, uh, which brings me to point number two. The pedal van returns. Sting and Hulk Hogan are kidnapped. But before this happens, this random chick walks up to Hulk Hogan and says, Hey Hulk, can you sign this for Bruce Pritchard? And then she maces them in the face. Now, if Hulk Hogan is the general manager of the show, which is what we're led to believe, would he not know the people in power there? Would he not know this chick? Would I mean you wouldn't just Bruce Pritchard wouldn't just randomly give it to this chick in the back and say, Hey, go get the Hulkster to sign this I just <laughs> The believability, I know it's a a fake fucking show, okay, it's fake wrestling, you know, but by God, you know, don't insult my intelligence to the point where it's like you got some random skank walking backstage with fucking paperwork from Bruce Prichard that you need to sign. Did anybody else seem to find that a little peculiar?
4: Well, I mean, unless they fix it next week and we find out maybe she was someone Hogan knew as an associate of Bruce's and maybe Hulk says, I'm just trying to save it here. Hey, you know, Hulk says, how come, you know, your your secretary there or whoever she is maced us in the freaking face and we haven't heard from her in a week? What's up with that? You know, maybe they'll use it for some internal tension. We don't know for sure Hulk Hogan didn't know who she was. That could add something to it. But if they just leave it at that, um I'm thinking of another way they could have threw Hulk and Sting off guard to get them pulled in that truck. I mean getting maced is pretty damn effective, but you're you're right on that point as well. I'm not going to give you too much of an argument on it. You're correct. It it didn't really make sense, but we'll see how they play it off in the future.
3: And then we get to the point where they are kidnapped, thrown in a van, and they deal with the boss who we all know is Eric Bischoff, at least recording that audio. But the fact that they're holding a man hostage. <laughs> where's, the, where's the authorities? I mean, let's go back to the NWO days. They attack the WCW roster, and fans are fucking calling the cops, and they're showing up at the studio. But you've got Joseph Park kidnapped for the next fucking 14 days being held hostage against his fucking will. Again, I know it's a TV show, but there comes a point when you have to fucking have a believability factor. And this show has absolutely no believability in it whatsoever. I'm sorry. To those of you that are TNA fans, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to call and crap on you guys. But when I hear week after fucking week that TNA is the best fucking wrestling product right now as compared to the WWE, and every time I watch this show, they have a bad night. Every fucking time I, I just I throw my hands up in the air and I'm like, "What the fuck,
4: yeah, I hear you like I said there were there were a few things I liked tonight there was still some things I didn't like. You pretty much nailed some of the things I would say that they that didn't make really sense. The t v title being one of them, and that incident with Hogan staying aces and eights and whoever that chick was i I get you, it seemed to me. If I had a word for tonight it would be rushed. It seemed rushed to me. I don't know why. Um they wanted to get a lot done in a short time. And I think in that rush they overlook some stuff and and I you know that's not the best way to do things. Who knows? You know it's wrestling. Hopefully they see the mistakes that they made and next week they write it where they can explain who the chick was. You know, explaining why it wasn't a fatal four way for the TV title, explaining why it wasn't a battle royal. That I think they're just going to leave it. You know, Joe is your champ. They had to put the title on somebody because Devon is gone. Uh, Joe and Anderson were your two, were two good choices. I, like I said, think Anderson would have been a little better, but I have no problem at all with Joe holding that title. But I agree. It wasn't their best show tonight. But, there were still parts of it that, you know, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the end. I liked the the friction between, you know, uh Austin Aries and Jeff Hardy. I liked the way they're making it where it's almost like huh, it's almost reminiscent of like a CM Punk and today I, you know people are comparing CM Punk to Austin. There even in the storyline is a little bit of comparison because it seems that Austin Aries is slowly saying that he's jealous of jeff hardy last week he said we're about the same age but yet you're more well known than i am you're you're 10 times more in tune with the fans than i am and we even saw that tonight that he's really kind of frustrated with jeff hardy stealing the spotlight aries just turned face is a heel turn where they're going i don't know but i i see that He's doing some things every week, little by little, to lean toward more towards being a heel.
3: Right, and, and I see what you're saying. I, I find it laughable, though. I mean, again, I understand where they're going with the storyline. But, you know, for Austin Aries to be jealous of Jeff Hardy, well, of course he is. Jeff Hardy has had uh, more high self How do I put this without sounding like a jackass? What a hater. Jeff Hardy fucking like has had a career in the WWE that spanned quite a while and he got a lot of notoriety out of that that's why he's the biggest star in TNA because of his WWE notoriety and unfortunately Austin Aries has never worked for the E and he never had that notoriety now Austin Aries, is, I'm not saying he's not a star, I like Austin Aries right. I think he's a hell of a talent and I think he's going to be uh, I like him as the champion in TNA I'd like to see him do a lot better with that gimmick but, you yeah, right. it is kind of CM Punkish the way they're going about it. But, you know, it is what it is.
4: Yeah. I mean, I don't have too much of a problem with it. If 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 he does go full-fledged heel, you know, we always say we prefer a heel champion. We've all agreed on that numerous times. And I like his title run as well. You know, I like Robert Rude being the scumbag that he is, getting in there air- – storyline wise of course we love Robert but getting into Aries head and kind of saying you were you know you to, you want to let Jeff have the spotlight again what do you think's gonna happen and Aries instead of brushing him off and saying get the hell away from me after the bitter feud those two had he's sitting there listening to the guy and kind of with his eyes nodding his head saying you know what you're right I
3: uh, just to clarify something in the chat I want to correct Anthony Foley on something Austin Aries has never worked for the WWE. Did he voice uh, a video game character? Yes, he did. He voiced Jacob Cass in the Road to WrestleMania mode for WWE 12. The difference being, he did that for THQ, not for the WWE. So technically, he never worked for WWE unless he did a dark match with him or something. Well, yeah, thanks for coming out, Farley.
4: That stuff may be, may be stopping real soon with this news, with TNA telling their talent, Listen. You can't be on other you know independent shows and that are going to come out on DVD or come out on pay-per-view. And I want to hear from some more callers on that, because I get what TNA's saying. I get what they're saying, and if I owned a company, I would probably want to insist on the same thing. but but when you have guys complaining about not getting enough pay, man, and you now take away another opportunity for them to make some extra money on the side, I don't agree with that. This is kind of a catch-22. I get TNA's side of things, but I feel for the talent as well.
3: Well, I'll I'll finish my call-up with this. This is not something that's brand new. They've been doing this for a while. Back when I was working with Stampede Wrestling here in Calgary, uh, Johnny Devine came down and did a couple shows, um, and that was back when Tim Stein was actually taping the shows and selling the DVDs for Stampede Wrestling. Now, granted, he was the one but regardless, that's that was the deal going on there. Um, What you need to think about, though, here is that Devine actually told Tim that his likeness could not be on the DVD, could not make a profit off of it because he worked for TNA Wrestling. So this is not something new. They've been doing this for a while. Um, But, I mean, it's it's obviously more prominently been noted here lately.
4: Yeah, right. And I get, you know, it'd be nice if they worked out a deal with some of these indies like, look, you know, we'll let you use our guys, but you got to give us a percentage of DVD sales, a percentage of pay-per-view, high pay-per-view buy rates that I would even say would be totally fair. And this way you allow the wrestler to make a little extra money on the side. Your company makes a little extra money on the side. And the indie company makes its money by having the pay-per-views and the DVD sales. I just think, you know, even in regular sports, it's all about money. And it's just like no one wants to share.
3: Well, I would I would stay longer, but Booker T is actually calling me back on the phone right now. So have a good rest of the show. I'll talk to you later.
4: Uh-oh. All right, JJ. Thanks a lot, buddy. J.J., we coming for, never mind. Uh, The phone lines are reopened now. Uh, Please call in. Let me know what you think, anything uh, TNA-related. J.J. made some good points. You know, he made some good points. Um, He's not hating. He's, you know, telling it like it is. And he's right on a few aspects of tonight's show. You know, they're... In any wrestling show, there's going to be things you like, things you don't like. Some weeks, the things you like will outweigh the things you don't, and vice versa. It's never going to be perfect. With that said, welcome to TNA Chat Live. Caller, speak and be heard.
1: What's happening, Bronx?
4: Hi, who's this?
1: It's Blue Mystery. What's up, man? Uh, not much. I, I'm, I'm trying to listen to TNA Chat Live, and I can't pick it out what's going on. You got something going on
4: because you're a computer genius. Uh, I haven't heard any other problems. What What's your problem?
1: I uh, I can't pick it up. I always listen to you all the time.
4: Um. Well, uh, pro- a note is that the the internal player on the uh, website above chat was causing some issues, so uh, we had got rid of that, and now you need like Winamp or VLC Media. To be able to play um, to play the show, so I don't know if that's the problem you're having. It
1: probably is. That sucks. though. They're always trying to advance things, man.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if something if something is causing a problem, then you know we have to leave that up to our our webmaster, who uh, is Phil Mine Morris, to take care of that. And if he says that getting rid of that that player is you know best. Then you know it's best. I mean, you can get Winamp for free. You can get VLC for free. You should have no problem. Just what, click on the link. But there's and, no
1: viruses pickups for none of that or nothing like that. Window window amps.
4: You well know, you're using Windows Media Player. Whew, that's probably your problem. <laughs> I mean I don't wow. know what to tell you, man. We're not hey.
1: getting
4: complaints. I'm sorry.
1: Well, so what's going on with that though? Uh, so I, when those people are out in the dark, or are they going to get thrown out in the dark? Well, no, no not at
4: all, but do you have anything to talk about TNA?
1: Oh, hell yeah. I love TNA. TNA right. is my product. Always been my product. Never gave up on it. And I am so proud that you're supporting it.
4: Well, thanks. I appreciate that. What would you think of the show tonight?
1: What's that? Oh, man, I love the show. I loved it. Uh, I kept on saying, like, um, you know what I wanted to say? I was like, give me another hour of this stuff. Because <laughs> Raw sucks compared to TNA. And that's total nonstop action.
4: Well, if you check out the archive, again, I'm sorry I have problems. I had uh, just had JJ on for about 10 minutes, and he was talking about, you know, some of the, the problems he had with the show tonight. And I'll admit, there was some aesthetics, one of them being that you know, we were talking about having a tournament instead or a uh, fatal four-way for the um, TV title rather than have someone plead their case to Hogan. I kind of agree with that. You know, I think they rushed that a little bit as far as, you know, putting that title on someone. But I think the two guys who were your best choice were Joe and Anderson. So I really don't have much of a problem with Joe having that title.
1: And you're right. I don't have a problem either. And I was surprised when Samoa Joe actually got the title. You, do you know what Samoa has do, Joe has done since he's been with that company? AJ Styles is number one to me. Samoa Joe number two. But for what Samoa Joe has put into this company and the bullsh, the bull crap they put him through, that is what I'm talking about. That is that's good creative. You know what I'm saying, Bronx?
4: Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of it is that. I mean, first they had him with the stupid tattoo, and then they had him, you know, kind of being a little bit irrelevant. That whole angle with him being kidnapped in that white van, we never got a resolution to that. That was.
1: Exactly. Wait, hold on, hold on. Can we stop here, right here? How about the aces and eights are put into this thing, and, oh, crap. Samoa Joe's behind the whole thing. With the aces and eights. Because the mask men put him in there. That's what I was kind of thinking a while back.
4: What do you think about that? Nah, I don't think so, man. We got definitive proof, and, and I played it uh, for you before. The 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 guy doing that voice tonight, that was Eric Bischoff. His voice was slowed down and distorted, but that was Eric Bischoff. I'm 100% positive it was him. So... I'm thinking that we're going to go back to the original thought when this shit all started. I'd like to see it be Bischoff, Jarrett, I can't think maybe who else you could have in there, but it's going to be some...
1: some Well, hold on. You're right. You're right in the way. Eric Bischoff is behind this whole thing because of the biker game situation. But Samoa Joe is their TNA uh, television title champion. Makes sense. He put mojo in there. Let's see, you got Eric Bischoff in. That makes sense. That that kind of coincides to what I was saying.
4: Yeah. Anyway, mystery. I'm sorry, man. Thanks for the call. We're gonna take. I've take my commercial break, and uh you know, I'm hopefully you can get those problems ironed out and, and get well, you. Well, how do
1: you how do you iron them out? First of all, uh, download Winamp. <laughs> I, I love listening, y'all. and I can even get into the thing.
4: Download Winamp. Win, Winamp? Find, yes. You'll be fine.
1: Okay. Well, thank uh, you. I hate to cause you that problem, Bronx. You're the best on on all these. Well, J.J.'s first, you're second. I'm just going to tell you that right now.
4: Uh, okay. All right, man. Take care.
1: Okay, you too.
4: All right, everybody, with that said, we're going to take a brief commercial break. When we come back, the phone lines will remain open. We're going to keep talking about impact. We're going to keep talking about TNA. Got some more stuff to cover, but stay tuned right here on the SNS Radio Network for more TNA Chat Live right after this.
0: Be back with more TNA Chat Live with the Trey Dog on the SNS Radio Network. One more shot. Every Thursday, the SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes. When I, I okay, I, I caught SmackDown again. I caught, Matt? I skipped Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlockstoHeadlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, CNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal independent Independence. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the DO the road dog Jesse James. Present. What's going on? This is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. And future.
1: Hey guys, it's Rima for And
0: so much more. So join the guys every week on Wording the Ropes right here on the SNS Radio Network. Sandy Ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer.
2: The following podcast
0: is scheduled to take you back in time. Host Ring Announcer Sean Buckman brings you pro Wrestling Nostalgia. Featuring classic moments and old school themes. So buckle up and go Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS
1: Radio Network. It's go time.
0: What's up guys and gals? What's What's up? Up? Sensational sequel, sensational right, Sean right here with you. You can catch myself and Ashley, yes that is his name, on the open book every week. Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, you'll catch us doing video games, the open book fantasy e and movie and entertainment news. So check us out every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time at SNSRadioNetwork.com. network.com. Come check us out. <laughs> Don't- Welcome to the home of the hellbilly Yeah, baby, it's a land and bomb White moonshine whiskey Mark your coffee, get you stuck Gonna grab your a beer and get on up in the truck It's going down tonight. nine It's all on me, it's B-Y-O-B And I got all we need Yeah, boom show me a city slicker How to kick it in the sticks with the crissons
5: but the day of the Lord will come
2: like a thief, in which the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat,
3: and the earth and its works will be burned up. Yes, the outlaw is coming. In the next three weeks. Oops.
1: Spoilers. <laughs>
0: hey wrestling fans do you want a break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the wwe tna and ring of honor do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network.
3: Yeah. This is going to be fun.
0: Welcome back to TNA Chat Live with the trade dog on the SNS radio network.
4: All right, everybody, welcome back to TNA Chat Live. I am the Bronx father, Tony Mirabella. The phone lines are still open, and we have a very familiar voice on with us right now. He's been calling in every week, big TNA fan. Terrence, how are you, my man?
1: Hey, I'm doing good, Bronx. How you doing, man?
4: All right, man. All right. Just, uh, you know, running impact through my head tonight and trying to figure out where they might be going with some things. And I'm sure you're doing the same.
2: Definitely, man. Uh, what got me, man? Now you brought this Eric Bischoff thing up, and the thing with the Bischoff thing, and and, and me and Trey got into that like a weeks weeks week back about Bischoff. Wrestling fans hate Bischoff, and I don't know, man. If putting Bischoff in an angle of that magnitude, and, and, and it turns out to be Bischoff behind this. I think fans may turn on TNA. Bischoff is not a likable bad guy. He's a hated guy because of what happened with WCW, and if you notice when he came to TNA, you know, once they started to turn Bischoff, the hatred from the fans came out, the Mick Foley thing, when Mick Foley couldn't wait to get out of there. So Bischoff is not the guy I would want to be behind this because it would be more sense of, you know, not creating somebody new or elevating somebody, but you're just putting the same old faces you know on top and i think it'd be a bad decision if bischoff was
1: behind
4: it well you make a good point but you can also turn that real life heat you know into i mean look at when he went to wwe everybody couldn't freaking believe that vince would hire this guy and he was just as hated there and finally he got put in situations where he had to get his ass kicked you know that's something you have to remember People are willing to pay and tune in to see Bischoff get his ass kicked. So if it's him, if you, who knows, maybe he's in it, but he's not the leader. Maybe it turns out the leader is silent and the leader turns out to be Jarrett, And Bischoff is just his underling. If you, if you did that and you made it more about J- uh, Jarrett and Bischoff, then it might work. And like I said, just because Bischoff did the voiceover, doesn't mean he's going to be the guy, but I have a feeling I have a feeling that's where they're going. I don't think it'll make fans turn on TNA. In fact, I think it'll piss them off to the point where they'll watch it every week with anticipation to say maybe this is the week Bischoff gets beaten to a bloody pulp.
2: Right. Yeah, you got a point there. You got a point there. But uh, everything they did tonight, far to Aces of Eight, I think they, they brought us more into uh, who they are and trying to what they are uh that that the woman I didn't I recognized her but I couldn't put a name to the face. Uh some people said it was Jillian Hall, not sure. But it was it was great that they, they got a woman involved in this so now you can say they might be going after the knockouts title. So they, they brought another uh leg to the angle and by them taking Hogan in but no one noticed that Steam they, they cut the restraints off of Steam and left Hogan tied up. So that was kind of strange and I don't know if that was a throw off to let us think that steam may be involved in this but very interesting and it seems like this is all going to conclude at bound for glory reminiscent of when the nwo came about uh what was that back in 95 96 in florida where the uh you know where hogan did his amazing turn so i think they're going for that at bound
3: for glory
4: yeah i mean you, you could you could look at that two ways they knew they had to uh, cut off the ropes of one guy so he could untie the other. But then again, they could have just left him there and had them yell for help. Sting was also pretty silent when they were in the clubhouse. He really didn't say shit. Hogan was basically saying everything. And then once Sting untied Hogan, he started talking shit. I, a lot of people were thinking, <clears throat> excuse me, that Hogan would be a part of this aces and eights, that he would be the one with a heel turn. It would have a lot. I think more impact because we've seen Hogan as a heel already. I think it would have a lot more impact if it turned out that all along sting was part of this as well. You know, I I agree with you there. I think that would, that would be to me bigger than having it be Hogan.
2: Yeah, definitely. That, that would be the shocker. That definitely would be the shocker. Uh, Where do you think Matt Morgan play into this? Because I'm thinking Matt Morgan could end up being the uh, quote unquote arm breaker since Matt Morgan is back. He's sort of the same bill. so I wonder if Matt Morgan will be a part of the Aces of A, or will he be chosen uh, to be the uh, partner of whoever? Would it be Sting fighting, or would it be someone else? Will Morgan be a partner and then turn on TNA in that match? You know, really interested to see what they would do with Morgan. Morgan in this.
4: I'm thinking they're not gonna, they're not gonna have the faces win and aces and eights go away. I'm thinking that aces and eights definitely gets the victory and I think they're gonna get it because one of the two guys that Sting and Hogan pick are gonna turn against the company. Now, right. one of the reasons I would see Morgan in that role is you would then have three guys and this is all fantasy booking for now three guys who have an excuse to say that the company tna dixie screwed them over you got bischoff who can say you know all that shit that happened and i had to fight my own son and you know i was just left and out in the cold you know and this is why i'm doing this jeff jarrett He's got a big reason. This was my company. Me and my dad started this company and then I get fired. I get kicked out and I'm gone and I got to deal with this shit. And, you know, I want my company back. I want control back. And Morgan can kind of say the same thing. You know, I had to, to beg and plead to get a contract back with you guys. And finally, after leaving me out in the in in limbo in wrestling limbo for months finally i'm able to come back you would have three guys with a reason for being pissed at tna now sting if he was part of it i don't know how you'd write that i'd have to give that a little bit more thought what would be his reason for being pissed at tna but we'll have to see it's still you're right they did a little more tonight to further this but they still left a lot of questions unanswered, and they're going to leave a lot of them unanswered until the pay-per-view, because guess what? They want you to buy it.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, they got two more weeks left to build this up, so it's yeah, very interesting to see where they go at. Uh, for the TV title, man, uh, I mean, you can give it a thumbs-up and you can give it a, in the middle, too, because it, it maybe should have been a four-way match, but I think I didn't want to see Gert Bischoff out there because that gives the the impression that the title won't mean nothing if he was in the match. So I'm glad they got away from him. Uh, I really thought maybe Magnus should have got the title because he's been doing a lot recently, you know, attacking Joe, attacking Rob Van, And this this is a guy, you know, he's a New Japan World Tag Team champion, TNA Tag Team champion. So, I mean, this guy has held the titles. And it just seemed like that singles title there would have been perfectly right now. But I understand giving it to Joe because Joe has been a good person. as much as they tried to bury him, as much as he tried to uh, make him over, repackage him, this and that. And and, and giving him this title, hopefully they will let him run this title. Hopefully they will let him have a long run with it. And it leads to a, a, a champion-like champion, paper up where Joe will fight the world champion, uh, champion against champion. And they need to build this title. You know, you remember years, years ago, that Rob Van Dam was the ECW Television Champion, but you really couldn't tell, you know, who was most popular—the World Champion or the TV Champion—because Rob Van Dam built that title to mean something. So maybe Joe will get a significant run with this title to make the title just as important as the World Title. I don't want to see Eric Young holding the title. He's deaf to every title that TNA has ever had. They had the global championship of, or legends. He made it the global championship. Killed it. Won the tight television championship from Gunner. Killed it. He's killed the doctor's tag division. So I don't want to see Eric Young get any type of mix. But if they give Joe a long run, he can be a great champion. And you have a lot of phenomenal matches with the talent that they have there, man.
4: Yeah, you could even have you know starting next week. You've got three guys right now. Starting next yeah. week, you could have Anderson. Maybe the week after, you have Magnus. The week after that, you know, you have um, Bischoff, you know, and you could have those are three guys who could say, listen, we got the short end of the stick. We should be the first three guys to go after that title. Bang, you got three weeks of matches right there.
2: Right, definitely, definitely. I, I was a little shocked at night, man, when Hogan brought up Devon. And, you know, I'm glad they put that out there. It didn't make up anything. They said this was the reason why. It leads me to believe that Devon would be coming back. Uh, when Bully had the uh, mystery partner, who his partner was going to be, for a minute they'll say, it's Devon, since they missed him on TV. But it was Robert Roode. It still was a good match. Uh, eventually, man, Bully Ray is going to get the world title. Uh, this guy has worked his butt off like the last year and a half. He's in phenomenal shape. And. You know, pretty soon we'll see him with a world title run, man. I mean, you got to, you know, give this guy credit because when he was at TNA a couple years ago, I mean, this guy had to be like three and a half bills, and now he's probably down to like two, 275. So, uh, you know, all kudos to that guy, man, because he, he's really worked himself to a position where he's probably the top heel in uh, TNA Impact Wrestling.
4: You know what I like about him? He's able to be a heel... But put humor in it, too, very subtly. Like tonight when he goes, uh, he talks about talk shit. He talks about how the the world, he looked good holding up the world title. And he goes, and don't follow me. And then he says, and if you do, make sure you film my thighs or my calves. <laughs> yes,
3: yes, yes, yes.
4: You know, yes. He's yeah. better on the mic than I thought now that they've really given him a lot of mic time. Yeah, I see that. I see him with at least, you know, don't forget. Bully ain't going to be around forever. He's been around for a long time, and I yes. think his last run be with that world title. Sure, I think it it may not happen within the next few weeks, a few months. At some point, that type's going on him. I agree with
2: you. Yeah, hey, I heard. I quote you guys, you know, talking about the uh, contract, the talent, the TNA being restricted to do the indie shows where they got to get a cut and everything. And with this WWE lawsuit thing, with the talent being freed from going there. Uh, I mean, where you at right now, where you think that a lot of the talent they have left, like Velvet Guy, Angelina Love, and so on and so on, do you think this is, you know, where they will come back to TNA because they're not going to get those opportunities of being on TV? And, you know, sure, they can be on those small, smaller pay-per-views, but it's nothing like being on network TV and now that TNA is live. It's more of an important thing. For them to keep their brand and, and themselves out there the open, so I think me personally, I think a lot of them will will come back to TNA eventually because I mean it's the only option. Especially if we don't know how this lawsuit going to end.
4: Well, yeah, I mean live TV, live network TV is live network TV, and with all the problems that they've been having with i pay per views lately, I mean it's been like two, three months in a row that they've been having right. trouble with these pay per views and. you know it's not easy making it on the indies if you're already Mm -hmm. established you can probably make a good living but you know if if you're like velvet sky basically as far as i can remember far back enough she's known she's a a tna almost original she's been there since you know
3: for years and years
4: right it's not a guy like jeff hardy who if he quits he can go make a lot of demand, a lot of money on the in, on the Indies or Bully Ray or even Devon. Devon's a guy who can demand some money on the Indies because he's well known, well respected in the business. But, you know, if you're a guy like, let's say, AJ Styles, who we know isn't going anywhere, but still, you're a guy like Samoa Joe, who is a former ROH man, but he's. Now, basically, in my mind, when you mention Samoa Joe, the first letters I think of are TNA. You know, it's better to be making some money and some higher money and guaranteed money than making no money at all because you can't get booked and you can't go to the E because of this lawsuit shit. So, look, Bully, he resigned. It looks like I can't imagine this not happening. Matt Morgan came back. So you're seeing some guys check out the other pastures, seeing they're not that green and coming back.
2: Yeah, and then you've got to look at, you know, what information did the WWE get for us, what guys were making, and maybe guys, you know, it's just like, you know, I go for and try to go get a job, and I say, well, I was making this mountain here. But, you know, those people didn't know that. But now that they know that, those guys can't go to the WWE and say, well, I was making this, this is what I want. They're looking at them guys now and so, say, well, we, we know what you was making at TNA, so you're not going to get this and and then also the thing with the WWE, they don't pay a lot of guys a lot of money. You know, you got some guys there making seventy grand a year. So you're not going to break the bike unless you're a top tier guy. And you know, look at Christian. You mean how much much more money you think he's making since he left TNA for the WWE? And and I bet Christian right now is just scratching his head, saying, "Man, I'm not getting pushed. I'm not having a world title. Maybe I should have stayed in TNA." You know, and, you know, and you know, and you know, you know the course there instead of being in the wwe and i'm just uh, a mid-collar mid-collar and i'm looking at the lights most of the night you
4: know well i mean it it depends on the wrestler and you're right i'm sure when he first came back they gave him a sweet deal i don't know if he's had uh, a renewed contract between the time he resigned with the wwe and now but still you know, he even got, he was the guy they called over when they made that deal, have Ric Flair go to the Hall of Fame. They, right. You know, he was the guy that TNA tapped, which means that I think it was kind of TNA, and I'm almost speculating, saying, you know what, you left, but you you still mean something to us, so we want you to come back for one night. Maybe it was them trying to say, you know what, The grass is green over here, man, if you ever decide to come back. So I think that was a good move. But you're right. You know, we keep saying WWE needs to make new stars. But, on the other hand, do they really need to throw in two or three guys or four guys from Impact that they're going to put on a Saturday morning show or something? I get what you're saying. It's not, you know, that company's pretty much, they're full right now. Right.
2: Right. Right, exactly. And then and then um, you know, you gotta look at what they doing with the women's division, you know, Kong has left, uh what's her name? Uh the uh she's she's on her way out the door. So a lot of people is, is looking at that company and saying, I I'm sitting here, sure I'm collecting a check, but I'm not getting pushed. I you know, they bounce me around, I'm going from here to here, and I'm not advancing my career. And you look at some mid car guys like a Cody Rhodes, a, a guy like a Ted DiBiase Junior those guys are lost in the shuffle so when a guy you know the deal comes up in TNA you gotta really think am I going to get pushed there can I should I just stay here where it's live Spike TV is giving them a push They're tying in with MMA Uncensored so the MMA world is you know talking about TNA so they're getting more rubbed than they had before so it's becoming a destination where hey if we stay live this is the place to be and, and sure, WWE they got two, three shows, and I make it on that. But after they get tired of you, and also you're coming from TNA with that TNA tag, they're going to use you maybe the first couple of months, man, and then you burn in the bottom of the ocean like the Titanic, and that's what
1: happens.
4: Yeah, no, I, I I hear you. It's you know, it's it's true. And the thing is, the longer you're irrelevant in WWE, the lesser excuse me, the lesser your name value becomes and you, then you can't demand that mo- I mean, Look, John Cena doesn't resign a contract. He can go anywhere and demand whatever he wants. You know, even a guy like, um, Randy Orton decides to leave. He can demand mad money on an indie place, but you're right. If you're Beth Phoenix and, and you've been, you know, languishing for a while. And if you're a guy like, let's say Ted DiBiase jr. Well, he's, He's always got the name that's going to help him out. But, you know, if you're not seen or heard from, you're not that relevant. So I get what you're saying. I think that, you know, just being on WWE TV gives you a foot in the door for another company. But going from TNA to WWE, most of the guys who've tried it, like Christian, they haven't really done Mm -hmm. much with them. And it's the truth,
3: man.
2: Yeah, so uh, last thing, uh, who do you think Tara's mystery boyfriend is? Do you think it's a wrestler or somebody that they're going to bring in? or You know, what, what's the deal with that going on?
4: No, what came to my head tonight, my what? man is famous. My man is a movie star. And even though this guy isn't a movie star, he played one on TV, it would be cool if they brought in Jomo as her boyfriend.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: You know? good-looking guy you know she she's the guy he's the guy she keeps calling baby and everything I like that segment tonight I thought Brooke did very well in that segment where she grabbed the phone and said listen TB, you know bitch got a match she can't talk right now see ya yeah (laughs) (laughs)
1: right
2: right 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 yes yes. yeah Brooke has improved she has improved
4: but when she kept saying movie star looks and rich and famous you know, you tweak that character a little bit. You can't, you can't call him Jomo John Morrison, but he comes in and he has a very similar gimmick like he had. He comes out. He, mm-hmm. you know, the the guy, all the women are drooling over and shit, and and Tara's his girl for a while. That'd be a kind of cool way to bring him in. I'm not saying it's him, but I'm just trying to throw names out there, and he's one guy I thought of.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, he's been out there for a while now. Doesn't look like him in the WWE. on going to reconcile. So, I mean, that would be the guy, man. And you can, you know, put him in a you know, any division. You know, S Division, Heavyweight Division, TV title. I mean, this is a guy that you can use for five, six, ten years. And, he, you know, he could be another AJ Styles. And just think of all the match combinations that he will have with Hardy, Aries, Rude, Storm, you know, RBD, you know, whoever, Joe. I mean, so he's got... 10, 11, 12 guys that he could have great matches with over the next four or five years. So I don't know if it's a money thing, what it is, despite TV need to kick some coin in, but there's it's, you no know, way this guy should have been a free agent that long. I mean, TNA need to jump on this guy, bring him and Molina in, you know, have her do some things for the Latino viewers or whatever, you know. But they need to get this guy, man. I mean, this is this guy's primed and ready. I mean, look at Austin Erie. A year ago, he was fighting for a contract on Destination X. Next. Next year, he's the world champion. So, I mean, you can do the same thing with this guy, Morrison. One year later, he's the world champion. TNA right now, and I know a lot of people don't like TNA. They down Ten TNA on the blogs and stuff. But they keep you interested. And when that two hours go, you're like, damn, man. I mean, damn, it, it was two hours that went quick. You want more. By the time an hour, 30 minutes of road went past, or an hour, man, I'm like, damn. They got another hour, two hours to go, so it's it it it, it gives you wanting more, and it keeps you interested. Sure, the show wasn't as great tonight, but it was good, and it let you know what direction it was going in. And it's not all over the charts like Raw. They repackage everything a thousand times that you show, saw in hour one and hour two. TNA sort of gets to the point. So you know, man, I don't know what the ratings going to be because they're on Thursday with with the NFL. Maybe that's a bad night for them right now, but. The shows have been strong, and as long as they, you know, keep their core audience and keep the shows good, man, I don't see why they can't, you know, stay at this pace, continue to give us good wrestling, and and, I, and their fans will appreciate it because only thing you got is your core and your base, and if you lose that, you got nothing. And so far, they've been able to keep that. All right, bro.
4: All right, Terrence, I'll let you go. Good night, man. Good night. All right, I'll hang around here for a little longer. We'll try to get another one or two calls in. If not, we'll call it a night. Um, You know, J.J. had mentioned in chat, and he's right, about Harry Smith doing very well on the independence. and I don't mean to underestimate how much being a former WWE talent means on the independent scene, but we were kind of discussing it, too, from the other way, how valuable is a former TNA star on the independent? Are they as valuable? I don't think so. I hate to say that because I like TNA, but... As far as their talent, you know, leaving, quitting, and going on the indies, it's still not WWE fame. So, J.J. makes a very good point, as he usually does. But uh, we have another call on the line. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? Yo, what's up? What's
5: up, Brian? This is 718 <clears throat> Hey, man. Not much, not much. Uh, first off, I've got to say uh, Impact, um, it wasn't that good. I mean, it was Okay. Uh, there were certain stuff that I—I I mean, there's certain stuff that I didn't like, like this whole kidnapping stuff. Uh, I mean, let's face it, in kidnapping in wrestling, <laughs> that usually doesn't work well, especially with today's day and age. Um, you know, like JJ said, he made a lot of uh, points when he, he went on his mini rant on that. I completely agree. <clears throat> but uh, I'm glad for Joe getting the TV title. Uh, what was the last time we saw Joe with a belt in TNA? Right. You know, no, I'm I'm fine with that. Uh, got a question for you. Um, do you think at some point uh, before the pay per view they will put a bully into the title match, making it a three way?
4: No. The reason I say that is because what they're doing right now is they're they're building up this match as more than just, and and this is the right thing to do when you have a face on face match. Is they're giving putting some heat between Jeff Hardy and Austin Aries where Aries cuts that promo last week. And now tonight when impact went off the air, they were, they were, you know, pissed off at each other and arguing. That's, that's what you do when you have a face versus face, you have to build a little bit of, you know, static between them. And I don't see bully getting thrown in there just yet. As a matter of fact, I think, (laughs) In order for Bully to fight for that title, you've got to have a face champion. Now, that kind of screws up my thought of before of Aries turning heel. Because if Aries turns heel, and then you have Bully Ray against Aries, it wouldn't work as well as having Bully Ray against either a babyface Aries or even even better. Bully Ray against
5: Jeff Hardy could be a big deal for that title. Right. Uh, I just got a feeling that they might put him. Maybe. If not, I think um, he might be involved in that uh, tag match between uh, Aces and Eights. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, anyways, uh, two things that I'll let you go. Um, you know what? Uh, obviously, we all know who's the leader right now. It's obviously Eric. But uh, I just want to get your your opinion on this. Do you think when they actually reveal the rest of the members, do you think it will be a letdown for the fans? Because the reason I say this is because there are rumors that uh, two of the members are revealed, you know, Luke Gallows and uh, uh, Cliff Compton. Uh, for those who don't remember, he used to be Domino in the WWE, spoiler alert. And I, and I feel that if they reveal who they are, the crowd will be like, like, who's this? Who's this guy, and why should I care?
4: Well, I I think it's fine if I mean, there's been we've seen so many of them, seven, eight, nine at a time. I think it's fine, you know. Not every guy that gets revealed at some point, if they even reveal all of them, you know, they're not all going to be top former stars. You're going to have some guys in there who fans might not be that familiar with. But if your top two or three bosses are guys like you know, Bischoff, uh, Bisch, uh <coughs> excuse me, are guys like Eric Bischoff, you know, are guys like maybe even a Sting, guys like a Jeff Jarrett. If you've got two or three top names, you don't necessarily even need to reveal the rest of the crew. You can have them, let them stay masked. As long as we know who's pulling the strings, you can put anybody in there. You know, I just don't want it to become like the NWO, you know, totally where you've got, you know, everybody and their mother every week is joining aces and eights. I think they need to keep it to a core of three, four big dogs with another three, four underlings that just go out there and beat the shit out of people. And that's, I think, how they're going to end up doing it. You're not going to see every, you know, all 10 members unmask at once. It's not going to go down that way.
5: Yeah, we'll see what happens. And uh, last thing, uh, this is pretty much non-TNA uh, topic, but uh, uh, I cannot believe what happened with that uh, previous call before the break. Uh, I cannot believe... Welcome <laughs> to Support Chat Live. <laughs> I cannot believe you didn't hang up on that guy. Yet. I mean, if if that was Trey taking that call, I'm pretty sure he would have hung up on that guy like five minutes earlier.
4: Well... You know, I was just waiting for him to say, you know, I, I've known mystery for a bit and I was waiting for him to say something about TNA and he did. He did. He gave an opinion, you know, but definitely, you know, read, read the website. And if you've, you've got questions, you know, you can put them in, in chat or put them in, you know, there are ways to contact us when you have problems. But, you know, I'm not just going to, completely hang up on somebody you know he had a he had a legit problem and i just tried to help as best i could but hopefully he got it straightened out if not my man i'll catch you on the archive
5: yeah like there's a saying that trey used to say a couple of years ago radio etiquette 101 don't speak unless you're told to right (laughs) that's all i got to say take it easy bronx i'll talk to you next time
4: all right man take care all right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for tonight's edition of T N H Chat Live. Uh, good calls, uh, decent, well, decent impact. Again, some things people are going to put into question. They've been, you know, significantly better. They haven't gotten worse. They've been getting better. And you know what? Every so often you're going to have a show that's not going to thrill everybody. There's going to be things you like, things you don't like. Uh, as far as the points J.J. made, again, you know, I'm not labeling the guy as a hater. I agreed with almost all the points he made about how things were done and could have been done differently. And when you've been watching wrestling for so damn long, like he has and like I have, you know, we tend to form very strong opinions, either negative or positive. So no problem with that. Uh, Make sure you tune in to all the other shows on the SNS Radio Network. Tomorrow night, of course, at 11 p.m. Eastern, we have the open book with, I believe, The Sensational Sean possibly going solo. Um, We're going to have uh, podcasts, of course, over the weekend, Beyond the Bell, um, and uh, all the other podcasts here on the SNS Radio Network, the Elite Force podcast. It's just so many to remember the whole indie show. Just tune into the network and Tuesday, of course, JJ and I'll be back with wrestling news live and yep. An interview with sucker Booker T that will be at its usual time Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern 7 p.m. Mountain. Damn it. I can't wait for Tuesday. So make sure you check that out. No pay-per-view this weekend and, of course, next week, same bat time, same bat channel, 1030 Eastern, 830 p.m. Mountain. I'll be back with TNA Chat Live. And uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for calling. Have a great weekend. I'm the Bronx Father. I'm tired. I'm out.